Good morning. I hope everyone's enjoying this morning and uh, having a really nice chilled out Sunday. Sometimes that's what we need. Um, if you don't know me, I'm aware that we obviously haven't met for a long time and there's probably new faces uh, watching online church who haven't had a chance yet to meet people in person. So my name's Rebecca and I'm married to Ashley and we have three kids, Esme, Morwenna and Barclay. So it'll be really nice to hopefully catch up soon and see a few people and uh, be able to hang out a bit more. Now, when Hannah asked me to speak today, she said I could speak on anything, which is actually quite a daunting prospect. Um, and I know we've done a lot of Bible study and a lot of looking at various Bible passages in Nehemiah and uh, you know, applying them to us as individuals and us as a church. So I thought a bit different this morning. Uh, I would just try and give some prophetic words and pray for people and just offer God's heart to you. Um, I love praying for people. Uh, I really enjoy kind of using the prophetic gift that, that God's given all of us. Um, and sometimes I think people ask me, you know, how do you hear from God? Um, how, what does it sound like? What does it feel like? And I think if moving in the prophetic gifts is something um, any of the spiritual gifts is something new to you and something you haven't necessarily personally experienced. It's really hard to understand what that looks like and what that feels like. So I thought I might just share a few stories um, and hopefully in that you will understand a little bit of how I hear from God and how he speaks to me. And maybe also out of that will come some words of encouragement for you as well. So the prophetic for me is um, a massive broad thing and it's full of jargon half the time as well. Essentially, I think of it as me spending time listening to God and him revealing his heart for a person or a situation or whatever it is that I'm kind of, you know, in at the time or whoever I'm with. And, and that, that revelation brings about truth and it brings about uh, encouragement and it's all about releasing possibility for the prophetic prophetic words they're not telling the future they're not fortune telling uh, it's it's about hearing God and it's about then sharing that and releasing possibility that wasn't there before releasing hope um, for, for the people and for the situations that you're kind of praying and interceding for and that's sometimes really hard to do. I think you feel like you have to set aside an hour, two hours, three hours of holiness, of holy time where you're like your candles and get your worship music on and you're in this kind of meditative zone where God has now got the freedom to, to enter in. And, and I'm sure for many that's a, a way that works. For me, I don't have the capacity or the time to do that. And over the last 12 years of having children, time has been squashed even more. Um, and it almost feels a bit indulgent sometimes to, to, to do anything other than, you know, the practical jobs at hand. So about 10 years ago, I started blogging and, and writing about trying to find Jesus in the everyday things, trying to find Jesus in the everyday tasks, um, turning my heart towards him 
when I'm doing just the simplest of things and allowing him to speak to me through those moments and in those moments. And for, for many years that has been nappy changing, sleepless nights, school runs, housework. Um, and, and in that mundane life I've been looking for treasure and just asking Holy Spirit to open my eyes to the treasure. So I'm not hoovering up bits and pieces on the floor, but as I'm hoovering, I'm hoovering up the gold dust of heaven that's fallen in my path. And just opening my eyes um, to seeing the beauty and the glimpses of heaven and kingdom values all around me, even in the everyday moments. So I find myself this week thinking, oh, I've got to speak on Sunday. I, I've not even thought about it. God, what do you want to say? And he's like, just tell people how they can hear me. You know, I want people to be spending time with me. I want, I want, I want people to just listen to me and, and, and share with me and give me some space. And, and you've managed to find a way of doing that. So just share that with them and it, and it will open some doors and it might be a key to unlocking just a bit of understanding and a change of mindset for some people. So I thought, right, okay. But also this week, don't forget, I've got this massive to-do list, God. I've got to get through all of this. And he said, well, what, what have I taught you? I'm in all of those things as well. So crack on with the list and you will find me. So, okay, let's go with this. So the first job is some decorating, some DIY. So before the Easter holidays, we were having our kitchen put in. So this has been an ongoing project that's been halted by COVID. It's been a bit of an ongoing drama in our family life. And it was finished just before the Easter holidays. Uh, so I thought, well, we'll just enjoy it for a couple of weeks. We'll cook in it. We'll actually do some proper cooking. We'll eat something that wasn't done in the microwave. And I'll come back to it when the kids have gone to school. So Monday, I prepped, I prepped walls cleared rooms, put dust sheets out, and Tuesday I'm cracking on with the painting. Now, for any DIYer, you will know that painting the ceiling is a pretty rubbish job uh, in, in all sorts of ways, but it needed to be done, so I thought I'm gonna do this one first, do the worst job first. So I thought, let's try and make this a bit more of a holy experience, let's at least put some worship music on in the background. So on goes the worship music, and I start painting. So painting away, doing some rollering, doing some coats, ash pops in, normal everyday task, ash is popping in from having a coffee break, make a cup of tea, have a little chat. Um, we've, we've also got a new dog, so the dog was walking in the paint, the dog was sitting under the ladder getting dripped on, so I'm busy like wet wiping paint out the dog's tail and all sorts of things. And uh, I've probably done about half of what I need to do it's lunchtime, I thought, well, we'll take, take a little break, have another little break. And I'm thinking, I'm not finding much treasure here yet. God, you know, you're not, you're not, not seeing massive, like, revelation come to me. But, you know, I'm, I'm pressing on, I'm listening, Holy Spirit, you know, just come and, come and work with me. And I thought, this thought came into my mind, so if you're thinking about hearing God, sometimes it's just letting... Um, the Holy Spirit guide your thoughts and take you down some paths and, and I found myself bringing back some memories and I was like, this is really hard work. And, and, and that word hard work um, 
reminded me of when I was doing my exams and I know that's a season a lot of people are in and it's all a bit strange at the minute you're doing assessments rather than exams um, it's all been up in the air I know for you students and and high school kids out there this this term um, is a chaotic one it's a stressful one it's not how you imagined um, and you've been working really hard so and I, you know we really feel for you and we pray for you um, in those situations that you're in at the minute trying to do your best and my dad said to me when I was 16 he said Colossians 3 23 work at it with your whole heart as if you're working for God not for man and that's been a little bit of a mantra that's stuck with me whenever I've been doing something a bit that doesn't really feel that holy and spiritual and churchy um, it seems quite mundane and nitty-gritty um, and stuck in and so I was like this is one of those moments this this ceiling's going to take ages and it's going to need more than one coat and <sighs> this project's gone on too long and I've had enough I was in Colossians 3 23 work at it with your whole heart as if you're working for God and not for man and I think that's something I've really learned and I think that might be something people need to hear this morning um, and the word labour of love really comes to mind and you're working and you're passionate about something but you're trying to reconcile that with the fact that it's maybe not um, super spiritual, it doesn't tick that super spiritual box and I think this is a bit of a myth that we need to break that actually God is in and through everything and he's in and working through us and we are kingdom and we bring kingdom so where we are we bring in the supernatural we don't have to be doing a, a, a very you know charitable christian thing in order for god to think of it as as worship for him i think he counts all our labors of love as worship what jesus looks at is the heart and when we are wholeheartedly wholeheartedly invested in pursuing him and doing our best and working hard and putting our passion into something he sees that as worship so for those of you who feel you've got a labor of love and you're you're slogging away and you're doing your best I want you to to know this morning that Jesus sees that and he accepts that as worship for him and when you return to doing that on Monday or on Tuesday or on Wednesday or every day you are worshiping through your wholehearted attitude so I just hope that might encourage you um, and that's just a train of thought that came and that Holy Spirit kind of just entered into my thinking um, and reminded me of that time. So anyway, back to the ceiling. Uh, by this point, I've kind of, my mind's been distracted and I find I've done a whole first coat and this is incredible. Um, and the problem is I've only got about an hour and a half until the kids get home from school and I'm starting to now think about, well, I've got to think about dinner. Oh no, I've got two more children to look after after school because I've offered to have someone else's kids. So I really do need to have like washed the paint up before anyone gets home and put all of this away before they all start wanting to help, which would be a nightmare. So second coat it is. And for anyone who has done ceiling painting, white ceiling painting, will know that painting white on white is even harder and even more 
demoralising because you can't even really see where you've been. Morwenna thought it would be really funny when we were in B&Q to buy this special paint that starts off pink and then it turns white and she wanted to trick daddy and paint the ceiling pink and then it was white. But I was like, no, 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 we'll just go for the simple stuff. We'll just, we'll just get the Dulux white paint. And uh, now I wish, you know, I was wishing that, that we'd got the pink stuff so that I could actually see it. Anyway, I crack on with the second coat. And I started to just think, this is hard, but this is quite satisfying. Paint, paint, paint. Rollering about halfway across the second coat, starting to look good. There's a few patches, but we're doing well. And I thought, you know, this is this is going to look good at the end. You know, you start you hit that that point where you start to see the positives. And God said to me, He said, I do this every day. This is what I do for you every day. And I was thinking, what do you mean? And when I say I heard God. It was a thought. It was like just just thinking, going, wow, just an understanding of, well, God, you do this every day. And I was thinking, what do I even mean by that? What does that thought even mean to me? I do this every day. You do this every day. Painting white on white every day. And then, it, and then I realised what God was speaking to me about in this experience in this mundane the treasure in this mundane moment of life was that his blessings are new every morning every day we have the opportunity for a completely new white coat of paint completely new shiny bright white coat of paint every day his blessings are new every morning every day he firstly wipes the slate clean we get a fresh start and I, sometimes, some days you think, I just want to go to bed now because when I wake up, it's a new day tomorrow. And, and, and you know, we, that sometimes, that's true for all of us. But even if that's not the case, even if we've had a, had a fairly good day, a fairly white, unblemished kind of day, the next day we still get the opportunity for a fresh coat of white paint. And it's God's lavish love that he does that. It's his... Uh, adoration and, and, and love of us that allows him to just, just, just coat us in this beautiful, white, fresh, pure start every day. And I was then my mind wandered and I was thinking about the Israelites in the desert for 40 years, the wandering around aimlessly, you know, being grumbling and moaning their way around the desert. And first of all, they complained that they don't have enough water the water tastes a bit bitter it tastes a bit funny um, so miracles happen and the water is turned sweet well then they go oh but we're a bit hungry it's like going on a walk with small children I'm hungry um, God goes okay I'm going to give you miraculous supernatural food from heaven every day okay is that good enough for you now in my mind, when I've thought of that story before, I always imagine like a little white crusty roll nicely placed outside of their tent every morning and they can go and collect their bread roll. And I was reading through, I paused the painting and I, I you know, got, got it up on my phone and I was just reading it through and that's not the case, okay? As a, even that is a miracle, okay? Even Tesco value bread appearing outside your tent in the morning would be an absolute miracle. Um, a bit bland, but a miracle. But no, 
the, the fresh start, the fresh miracle daily that God was giving them wasn't value, it was lavish. They were getting these special flakes that are sometimes described as flakes or in some translations they're like little seeds, but they're incredibly sweet. And from those, the uh, Hebrews, they would go and they would make cakes that tasted like honey. And it was quite a luxury, um, even more so a luxury when you're nomads in a desert. But it was almost like the best of the best, this seeded honey, imagine like a seeded honey cake, a Marks and Spencers, best seeded honey cake every day that God was giving them. And then on top of that, for dinner, they get quail. They don't just get sort of, I don't know, your basic little bird, you know, everyday chicken. They get quail, you know, beautiful game meat to cook with. And it says that they had so much of it, there, there was enough for like eight baskets each. There was so much meat. So the blessings, the miracles, the supernatural that was invading their space every day was lavished upon them by a God who just wanted to give them the best. And the thing was, all of that beautiful food didn't last till the next day. By the next day, it had gone off. And they were in need of a new supernatural miracle of the same quality the next day to sustain them. And I think that's the case for us. And I think we need to remember, firstly, that God's blessings are new every morning. Don't just expect that today God's just going to do a basis, some simple things in my life. If he doesn't give me the opportunity or the moments to, to realise sort of massive supernatural kingdom miracles, then that's fine. You know, sometimes we think we're unworthy or we're not good enough of God's amazing grace. I want you to know this morning that that's not the case. You are good enough and you are worthy and God wants to lavish upon you the seeded honey cake opportunity. Does that make sense? That's a bit of a strange analogy, but um, he wants to give us the best every day. You are worthy and you are good enough of God's lavish grace and love and supernatural encounters. And I think we need to change our expectation as individuals and as a church that the encounters and the opportunities we will have congregationally to encounter kingdom miracles and uh, people coming to faith um, can be, can, we can think on a big scale. Let's, let's raise our expectation of the type of faithfulness God is going to kind of bestow upon and work among us. And I think the second thing that this uh, painting the ceiling white experience uh, has shown me and mirrored with the Israelites food going off the next day is that the fresh coat of paint is fresh for today and we have to be living off what God has given us today and seeing that through and feeding and, and growing based on what is available to us for today. We cannot purely live off past encounters and past miracles. You know, you often hear people talking about things that happened years ago. It's like, but what's God doing today? I think sometimes we can learn and those, those things can sustain us and be fuel for the future. They can fuel us and keep our faith levels bubbling away. But in order for us to step into a greater measure of 
uh, what you know, seeing God's move in our in our workplaces and our families and our own individual lives and our churches is that we need to be we need to be stepping over and over and over every day what you know what's ready for today what's ready for now what has he got for me today that I can you know impact and move forward with we have to be living out of a place of God's presence for that to happen not the past and so we need to cultivate and nurture an environment where we are ready to receive the manna for today. We're ready to receive this fresh coat of white paint. Our hearts are ready. We have eyes and ears that can see and hear the move of God around us, the miracles that are the treasure, the dust, dotted in the carpet as we're busy hoovering. What are those things I can grasp today to like see a greater move of God happen? To see you know people come to faith to see the little things change to see my own faith grow what are those things what's the the lavish special bread that god wants us to eat today yeah, he is the bread of life and every day there is an opportunity um, from him an invitation from him an opportunity for us to receive that fresh lavish love and grace and supernatural gift of, of heaven and by this point all of this thought process has meant I've finished painting and it's about quarter past three and the kids are home and suddenly we descend into mummy can I do this mummy can I do that can I do this can I do that I'm hungry I'm thirsty can we go and play and the curtains come down and that's my window of connecting with Jesus in a deep level <laughs> done for the day. But I know he's with me and I know he's with me in all these moments. And I know he's with you when you're just doing the simplest of tasks. He's there and he just, I think what I'm learning is that there's a constant invitation for us to just turn to him. There's not this big chasm between God and us. And we're constantly having to strive to get into his presence. He is with us always. It's more we have to turn our faces towards him and allow him to raise our chin and look him full in the face and just let him lavish us with his love and his presence. He is always there. There's not this big gap. You know, I was taught as a child there was a big gap between me and God and, and, and Jesus, Jesus allowed me to span that gap but I still had to work really hard and God's saying I'm here, I'm the father, like, I'm the father desperate to lavish a massive party on my prodigal son, you know, I'm, I'm here, I've not gone anywhere, I am, I am right beside you, I am right in it with you, I am ever present, just look at me. So I want you to feel that tug this morning, that little tap on the shoulder, that just that correction of, of you turning your face towards Jesus. So I'm going to pray. I'm just going to try and release some of what I've said um, over us. And yeah, I just encourage you to be in a position of receiving, whether that's open hands or whether you want to lie down. I don't know where you are or what you're doing, so feel free to go for it. Um, 
and I will just ask Holy Spirit to invade our space, our every ordinary space right now. So yeah, Holy Spirit, I pray that the people that are watching this morning or if they're watching later on in the week, that you come right now in your full, loving, lavish glory into their space. I pray that we would feel an invasion of you in our hearts right now. If some of you feel your heart race, that's what I always do when the Holy Spirit comes. I feel just like a flutter of my heart and maybe just a, almost a bit nervous. My eyes flicker. That's how I know Holy Spirit is there. He's just gently saying, I'm here. Can you feel me? I'm tangible. Other people might notice different kind of physical signs or you might just feel a real sense of relaxation and inner peace. So just breathe in right now. Just breathe in the presence of God. The Holy Spirit, just breathe him in. If you need comforting right now, I feel like there's people mourning and grieving for things. Things that have been lost over this last year. Just allow the Holy Spirit comforter to just breathe him in. I thank you, Jesus, that you are in every situation, however mundane, however ordinary. open our eyes, open our ears to hear your whisper, to feel the tap of your, on our shoulder, to sense you with us. I want to pray for those of you who are doing it, who are doing the exam type things, the, the assessments, the, the tests, the uh, online you know, tests that you might be doing, doing all the coursework or extra coursework to make up the fact you don't have exams. Father God, in their hard work, come alongside them. Let them know as they invest in their studies, you are accepting that hard work, that wholehearted labour of love as worship. I speak against anything that's causing them to feel fearful of the future. I speak against that voice that says, this isn't going to be enough. You're not doing enough. That is not true. And we command that voice to leave in the name of Jesus. I declare that you are all good enough. If you're feeling that right now, just say, I am good enough. I am accepted. Because you are. You are not defined by your studies and by your academic achievements. You know, that is not where we find our identity. Your identity is in a child of God who loves and accepts you, who has made you unique. We are not what we do. 
we are, who God says we are. I just want to speak that truth into you this morning. And for all of us, I ask Jesus that you would lavish upon us fresh encounters every day. Prepare us to be ready to receive that amazing manner, miracle manner on our doorsteps every day. As we begin a new day, let us ask for those moments, for those opportunities, for those encounters to see your lavish grace poured out upon the people we meet and the places we go and the activities that we are doing, however boring. We just open our hearts to you and say we are available. And as a church, we say we are available. We are available for your uh, fresh white coat of paint to be plastered all over Stirling and the surrounding areas. We cannot wait to see you encounter those that need you on the estates and on the streets and in the shops. We're willing and available to facilitate that and to, to create your kingdom here on earth. We invite you in to the new fresh dreams and vision that, that Hannah and the team are, are kind of growing and, and mulling over and the ideas and, and the new things that are coming out of this season of downtime, I pray will be just full of this desire to pursue your kingdom, to pursue the supernatural encounters that will radically change lives in this place. We are available, we are listening, and Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come. In Jesus' name. If you feel anything has affected you or thought, you know, you've, you've thought something or um, in that time of prayer you felt like you had a word or a picture, you know, I hope you've been like maybe adding things onto the chat and there's obviously people to pray with you afterwards, but um, I'm always here. Uh, I love praying for people. I love listening to God for others. So, you know, WhatsApp me um, and, and I will happily spend some time um, on an individual level you know helping helping you engage with that the person of the holy spirit who is just desperate to spend time with you and um yeah i'm here i'm available i'm willing to help anyone who, who wants to to learn more about listening to god <laughs>